Greetings and welcome to the Sanlam Transformation Gauge series, where we will be digging deeper into the insights derived from the 2023 installment of the Sanlam Transformation Gauge research. My name is Andile Kumalo and thank you for joining me as we engage with experts, role players and thought leaders in the broad-based black economic empowerment industry on various elements of the Triple B scorecard and issues that come up in the 2023 research study. Now in its third year, the Sanlam Transformation Gauge in partnership with Sunday Times Business Times is the only consolidated sector-focused research report that takes a holistic measurement of economic transformation in South Africa, accounting for all elements of Triple BEE. The Sanlam Transformation Gauge unpacks what is working, what is not working, and how we can all drive innovative solutions to reinvigorate our collective efforts to actively and deliberately include all South Africans in our economy. Welcome to episode one, where we will be discussing the management control element of the Triple BE codes, which has consistently been the lowest scoring element since the establishment of the Sanam Transformation Gauge. And to join me to having this conversation is my resident guest, Ray Ann Cedris, the Chief Transformation Officer at Sanlam. I also have Nora Sehunwe. She is the Executive Head of Human Resources at Santam, and as well as the President of the Black Management Forum. She is even wearing her jacket that's got President written on it. I certainly want one of those. Dr. Spongile Vilagazi also joining us in this conversation. Ladies, I feel quite honored that I'm in a room full of ladies and we are discussing a very important point, which actually, you know, we, we speak of, yes, of black management control, but it's particularly when you talk about women, it's even, you know, the stats are even worse. Um, but just to kick off and, and tell you that the Sunlam Transformation Gauge for 2023 found, uh, did a bit of a survey, and this survey was done amongst uh, rating agencies, okay? So these are the companies that are, are, are approved already. They've got the approval to go out and rate companies. And those professionals were asked, what do they think are the reasons for the consistently low scores among South African companies for management control and the results were quite astounding 51 percent of them said that the reason that we have a low number of black people in management in management positions in south africa is due to the resistance by corporate south africa to seeing black people in leadership positions right quite bold and daring stat 23% said it's a lack of skill. So there you go. The skill co- debate is still there. And 26% said that it's a bit of both. And Spongile, let me start with you. You, you. you head up the Black Management Forum. It's been around for as long as I've, I can remember. Um, your job is to make sure that black people are in management positions across South Africa. The stat I've just read. What are your thoughts? Thank you so much, Andile, for, for inviting BMF to your platform. We are quite grateful to have such platforms to put some of the records straight. You know, because, um, well, BMF has been around for 47 years to be exact. So I don't know how old you are. <laughs> so if it's as long as you can remember, <laughs> most like some of us were not born uh, at, at that time. So, yeah, it's been around. And for as long as BMF has been around, we've been uh, driving the the skills uh, issue. Because in those days, 47 years ago, the skills were not there. So the excuse of skills was a, was a valid excuse. Whereas today it's no longer uh, valid. It's 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 exactly an excuse. Um, the fifty-one percent resistance, it's it, it it may be close um, to the reason, but the reasons are are often emotional and unconscious. So people try to find the closest words to describe what could be happening. Um, but what we 
what we believe as BMF and what the research tells us is that it's because, or some of the reasons is that corporate culture is 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 foreign to the some of the values that Black people um, as, as espouse. For instance, for one person to grow to grow in in their career in corporate and move up the ladder, you have to be visible. You have to be competitive. The positions are limited, um, and those behaviors require a certain value system and a value system that black culture does not really appreciate. Mm-hmm. Um, black people appreciate humility. Um, so when you put yourself out there and you want to be visible and you know you're competitive, it's something that is frowned upon. So for a black person to take on those kind of behaviors, they will have to leave who they are authentically um, to become someone that they are not. And it's exhausting um, to be to, to constantly be trying to be someone that you are not. So corporate culture requires for you to grow as a black person. It requires you to um, self-sacrifice. Um, and those are the real challenges that uh, South Africa needs to start having real conversations around. Um, because they are they are deep um, issues that are difficult to pinpoint. So we try and find easier ways and say there's resistance. Um, you know, it's, it's just, it's an easier way to describe what's happening. But the, the culture of, of corporate has to be interrogated and it has to change. What then does the BMF say to its members? If that is the observation, if that is what the research is telling you, that a lot of it has to do with the culture that's out there in corporate, uh, insofar as it relates to the culture that black people have grown up with, etc. Um, so what do I do? Do I do I stick to 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 just who I am and how I do things, or do I become flexible and potentially even compromise who I am so that I can fit in and I can progress and climb the ladder? What do I do? Because I need to make a decision at some point. Yeah, and those are the the, the decisions that many block black executives have to make. Um, and uh, assimilation becomes the easiest route because if you want to grow, you assimilate and you become this person that they, is required, and and therefore you grow. But this is the reason why then we see the um, the pace being so slow. And uh, as as BMF now, we are starting to rethink some of these things that when we started this concept and we wanted to do, um, you know, it was a different context. And the context at the time, we wanted to be included in corporate South Africa. We wanted to be part, we wanted to be on the table. So we came up with the employment equity uh, um, policies for that reason. And that's why now we are saying, knowing what we know now um, and our aspirations now, this generation, what else can be done and should be done? And we are now busy with that research to, to say, how do we enable our members better? Um, with the the information that we now have and the aspirations that we find ourselves with now, because it's no longer just enough to be on the table. Um, we want to be meaningfully on the table, um, you know, and and bring the changes that are required. Come with and bring a change of the culture, um, and that's why sometimes you you will hear things like these people they get in there, we put black people in these positions, and then they close the door. It's right. not that they they and they close the door. There are dynamics there that we need to now start thinking about authentically and, and honestly and talk about them as black. 
Rayanne, I'm coming. Let me come to you. What are your thoughts? I mean, the research is saying 51% of the rating agencies, from what they read from their clients, there's a lot of resistance by corporate South Africa to seeing black people in leadership positions. Um, President of BMF is saying, yes, it's that, but underlying that the real story is culture. Thoughts? Yeah, look, look, I think culture, and it is very interesting to hear what Sipangeli is actually talking about, the, the corporate culture. So she's not necessarily talking about you know, black, white kind of culture. And, in, you know, the it's, it's, it's actually assumed within corporate at this stage, the culture of predominantly white leadership is so entrenched in the organizations that it doesn't allow a black person when they come in to feel that they belong. Yeah. Um, it's not an easy way for them to integrate. And this is what I'm hearing Sibangele say around how do we change that? But I'm also hearing something else around... Corporate culture is an international, you know, standard. It's about who can get to quickest to the top. Um, competitive. Competitive. Politics. Polit- that's norm across any corporate in any country. Um, the question is in South Africa, well, how do we, in, you, understanding that black people would not have had the opportunities before, how do we culti- uh, cultivate that culture for them that yeah. they're able to integrate themselves into corporate SA or corporate, uh, world corporate um, standards, but also how they are integrated into a predominantly culture that was set up that were not black. Yep. Um, and I think that is that is the dilemma within in, within the South African um, corporates. Got you. Is, is finding that sweet spot. Got you, got you. Nora, let me come to you. Um, you've got a lot of experience in leading uh, human capital, human resources in, in, in top organizations, including your current role. Um, and I'm looking to you to help us with some potential solutions or some key tenants that South African companies can use to increase the number of black people in management and leadership positions. We've heard what the challenges are. We've seen that the stats are horrible. We've been doing the Salon Transformation Gauge for three years now. And every single year, the lowest score comes in management control. What is it? What are the things that South African companies can start doing to attract and retain top black talent in their leadership um, uh, positions? Andila, thank you very much. Andila, thank you. I think... You know, let's start with the fact that decades later, we're still having this conversation. <laughs> and that for me is a concern, right? We, we started having this conversation when I started in HR over 20 years ago, right? I think we were still trying to eradicate this issue. And I think for me, it's about what do we need to do differently? And, and I'm glad to hear Dr. Sbonila talking about culture as well, right? And I think for me, it's about starting to think about this beyond the scorecard, because I think corporate SA and a lot of companies are still thinking about the issues of transformation and diversity from a scorecard perspective. Um, And I think we need to start with the right commitment and intention. There needs to be an intentionality behind it. Um, You know, we need to, it, it requires a deliberate, comprehensive and sustainable effort. Because I think what we do is that we look at the numbers. Um, A lot of boardrooms, when you get into those management meetings, I think it's about tracking the numbers. How are we doing with the numbers? But I think for me, it's about understanding the value of having a diverse team and what that brings into the business. You know, it's not about we want to bring black people, we want to bring, you know, females. It's really about we want to create a diverse management team that also reflects 
the, 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 the demographics of our country. Um, because when we start thinking about going to market, for example, you know, you can only tap into the untapped markets if you've got a diverse enough team that understands the different markets. Yeah. And I think that's why for me, it's important that we need to look at that. So practically, I think if you think about it, um, when we're recruiting, we need to know that there are competent black people out there in the market. That needs to be, it, it can't be a debate anymore to say, do we have black people? Of course there are. I think sometimes companies are lazy to look. Um, you know, we are impatient to look, we're not looking in the right places. And I think it's about how do we ensure that we are going out there in the market, but already knowing that they exist. It's not that they don't exist. And then I think for me, linking to what Dr. Sbonile was saying, it's about creating an environment internally that once they land, that they feel supported, that they are included, and there's a sense of belonging. Because what happens is that we are able to attract them, they come in, but most of the time they're not being able to retain. And it might speak to the issue of, of, um, of, of, of culture. Um, and then there must be programs internally as well, right? From, from a succession perspective, I always say, do you have enough pipeline? Are we only looking at management? Because if we're only going to to focus on management, we will have this issue in another 10 and 20 years because we're not thinking about the, the, the pipeline, we're not growing our own timber. And then lastly, I think it's starting at, group, at, at grassroots level. So is there enough bursaries, programs? Because the reality, if you look at our country, is that you still have a number of young Black individuals out there that are right in metric right now, and they don't know what they're going to be doing next year. So if we want in 10 years' time, 20 years' time, to have enough pool of Black individuals that can enter the, 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 the market, we need to invest in them now. While they're still young, while they're still out there. But I think for me, the, the, the issue of culture is such an important issue because I think what we see is that it becomes a revolving door if it's not managed properly. Some interesting stats for us to ponder on uh, that I'd like to share. Top and senior management tiers are still dominated, more than 70%, by white males, even though white people make up less than 9% of the population. Women make up 51% of the population, yet their representation in positions of leadership is less than 24%. African women, less than 4%. And we as South Africans still pay women about 75% of what we pay men for work of equal pay. So there's a 25% discount purely because you are a woman. As we wrap up, ladies, I'm interested, starting with you, Dr. Spongile, I want you to give me one thing that South African corporates must start doing to change the picture, and one thing that South African corporates must stop doing. Just be blunt, be honest, one each. Yeah, no, no, no thanks for that, um, Andile. Start doing, definitely, because um, how corporates operate. You have targets, you have a strategy for the organization. The strategy usually has a target and a date by when this target must be achieved. And there's almost always a bonus attached to the achievement of that target. We need to do the same for, 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 for transformation or moving up uh, managerial leadership at, at a certain level. Um, we must have a target. If we, want, if we are saying that at Exco, um, there's so many uh, positions available, those positions must be filled by whoever, by when, um, and there's a bonus uh, when that target is achieved. <clears throat> it's as simple as that. People will, they are motivated by what they, they are rewarded for. And we must start putting rewards behind this. Stop doing 
We must stop the excuses. Um, it's human nature to want to be associated with people who look like you, sound like you, feel familiar uh, yeah. when you're around them. Yeah. It's human nature. You have to accept that um, and then work towards overcoming it because we understand the context that we find ourselves in in the country. Um, as Norris was also saying, the benefit of to a business when you have a diverse team. I think the Springboks have shown us that, um, that we need each other. And it's actually a, 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 a huge plus for a business to have people of diverse, uh, diverse backgrounds. So it's in our interest. So okay. let's stop the issues and accept what the barrier, the real barriers, and then work towards overcoming them. Got you, Ray. Stop and start. Start and stop. <laughs> um, I, I want to combine both. So, so um, I think stop doing for me is, I think I agree with Simangeli, excuses. Yeah. There is black people out there. Yeah. Um, we've gone through th- almost or more than almost 30 years of um, democracy. Yeah. We have cultivated. Yeah. Stop doing the succession management programs just because you want to tick a box. Follow it through. Got you. Put people in the positions that they deserve because they've been groomed. Um, and then integrate some of the elements. I think, you know, um, mm-hmm. uh, Nora spoke about uh, bursaries. That yeah. starts with CSI. So, yeah. you know, why look at these things separately? Yeah. Merge them. Integrate them. You know, don't because they can support each other. Got you. Nora? I think stop making excuses. I think for me, start thinking beyond the scorecard and start seeing black people as equally skilled and experienced as their white counterparts. As simple as that. Wow. Start seeing black people as equally skilled as their white counterparts. Ladies, I cannot thank you enough. Raya and Cedris, Chief Transformation Officer at Sanlam, Nora Sehunwe, Executive Head of Human Resources at Santam, and of course, the lady with the jacket written president right in front, the BMF president, Dr. Spoggy Lavilagazi. Thank you so much, ladies. I appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank Thanks. you so Thanks. much. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.